Sometimes you might feel trapped between the right and the left. No one listens when you say taxation is theft. But there's a place where people know harsh government brings tears. So grab some blue and Adrena Chrome. Let's make the timeline weird. Friends against government. Friends against government. Well, uh, then to kick it off, first of all, let's uh, th- uh, thanks a bunch, Guy, uh, from the Crypto Economy Podcast for coming back on. Guy, how's it going, man? It is going great. I'm I'm happy to relax a little bit. I've been working, and now I get to chat with Car and Bird. That's still too awesome that like we're almost exactly a year. I had no idea. I, I forget how long. Uh, both of us have been doing this now. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. No joke. And and I think I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, the the price of Bitcoin la- when we had you on last time was right around where it is now, except Ooh. the elevator was on its way down, and now now the elevator's it's on, on its, its way, way back up. up. Oh man, it really was. It really was. Wasn't it? Somewhere like 11 k or something. Something like that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I don't remember exactly, but it was probably between eight and twelve somewhere, and wow. it was just you know rattling its way down so uh thank god it looks like the bottom's in and we're we're going back up out of this god back into bull market that's a good observation car i wouldn't have thought of that but that that puts things into perspective actually (laughs) yeah 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 it's pretty wild it's uh it's pretty wild it's been i mean it's been a wild year uh you know the the biggest one of the bigger things has really just been the um the the more like retail implementation of the lightning network and just people getting lightning nodes up. And that's been something that's really cool since the last time we've had you on. I mean, people had lightning nodes last time. You may have had one. I didn't. Uh, but uh, I think it was after, really after like Pierre launched that node or, or, or published the node launcher that that really got a shitload of people to to, to get up and running. Yeah, that uh, that one made, it's funny. I actually still have not used the no, Pierre's node launcher. Oh, um, really? And I, even took, I even took his uh, lightning workshop, programming lightning workshop, uh, which was really good. But uh, yeah, it was, I'm not 100% sure if I had my node up this time last, no, it was June. Yeah, okay, I, I was probably playing around with my first node at that point. Um, and it has come a very long way. Um, it's been kind of crazy to see how quickly, like, like there'll be these periods where I'll be like, okay, like I'm kind of like these little incremental updates, you know, and we'll get like a period of like every two or three weeks, we get these little increment updates and it feels like nothing changed. And then like something drops and you just realize how much it yeah. changed, like just in the ease of use and stuff. And the big one that I can't get over recently, uh, I'm not sure if you uh, listened to this episode, but it was an interview with uh, Roy Scheinfeld from the breeze wallet. And like conceptually, he and a number of other people are kind of pioneering the idea of a lightning service provider where you connect to a node specifically as like they develop their own wallet and they're trying to say they're trying to prove to you that, you know, use our wallet and we'll be your lightning service provider. We'll make sure there's always a route available. There's Mm. always liquidity available. And you basically use like our all-encompassing thing and it's non-custodial. They open a channel with you, so you still have the keys. They never oh. have control of your funds. 
Um, but they are the default LSP. And obviously you can pick a new one if you want. I mean, right. there, there's no limits. There's no geographical limits. It's not like you have to pick between time order and charter or whatever. Like you have two options. Like you can pick anyone anywhere in the world. You just connect to the node. Right. Um, or, or no one at all. Or no one at all. Or you just yeah. pick a pick a random node. It, it, yeah. it makes no difference. But obviously you want to connect to a node that's to some degree reliable. So sure. that yeah. you're yeah. You know, connected to a a solid portion of the network. Yeah, that's they came out. Yeah, they came out with that um, wallet. And uh, one of the things that they do is they actually open a 1 million Satoshi node uh, a channel with you the second you set up your wallet. Oh, like, like they don't, they don't wait for you to fund. They don't wait for anything. They immediately give you a one million satoshi, um, which is like a hundred bucks, you yeah. know, um, a channel, and then you just have that funds, those funds available. Somebody can send you a hundred bucks through the channel, um, and you can fund uh, yeah. through that channel. Right. And it's just, it's crazy. It's been, it's been really when that happened because it's a completely zero configuration wallet. And there hadn't been that to date. Like every single one of them, you had to know what a channel was. You had right. to know what was going on. And this one, they give you an address. And when you send the money in, it's there's a new service called Loop In, um, which is basically an atomic swap between like Bitcoin and Lightning. Yeah. yeah. So you're just sending it to a Loop In uh, exchange automatically. And what's happening is like I send a uh, you know ninety dollars in Bitcoin to this wallet, and then they just fund it with a lightning transaction damn and so i just have it in my wallet i just have a balance i i can go see the channels if i want i can open up the advanced view and do all the crazy stuff but as a normal user right. all i see is that i have a balance i have a wallet and this is what i can spend this is what i can receive damn and that's, that's awesome that's i mean that's the that's the uh I, i've said that before i mean not like it's it's revolutionary but just that that is like the final piece of the puzzle is getting the user interface uh, the liquidity available, uh, and, and so on and so forth with the with with lightning to solve the the um, you know cup of coffee problem and 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 also elevate the privacy features uh, that uh, it, it's just the last two points of content points of contention on on uh, the Bitcoin protocol and once those are solved man it's it's like why would you use anything else yeah. Yeah, it's it really is. That's like a huge step. And to think that all of this stuff, like that app, is in beta, the Lightning Network is still in beta. Like yeah. everything is still, like we have not like come to fruition with this at all. But the what we can see how these tools will behave, we're already getting we're already getting like you know reflections of that that we're going to see in the future. Yeah, um, and it's really awesome. I, I've been super excited about the Lightning Network and. I've been using it more and more just because it's easier. It just yeah. is. The payments work. What um, do you use this 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 wallet? Breeze. Yeah. Since it came out, um, I, I actually had a guy at one of the meetups um show it to me, and I've been using it ever since. Cool. Um, cool. I got to check that out. For like, uh, it's B R E E Z. Okay. Um, and I've used it for like, I don't know, all my early all my early wallets for Lightning. I always eventually had like a failed payment. And yeah. uh, I've used this one probably for like, I don't know, 12 payments or something so far. 
Um, and I've had nothing fail and I'm almost scared to like keep using it because yeah, yeah, like, my to, record to. is so good. I don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes me nervous that it like just keeps working. So we'll see. Um, but, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to just have something that I can just go scan a thing and then it's like, check and yeah. it's done. It's done. It's done. And I, I know, I know I, I can see the advanced and see how it works. I know I have my keys. Like yeah. Breeze is not taking my money. Like they don't even know where my payment is being sent to they're not routing for me nothing it's just awesome it's cool that's cool yeah i think the first thing i think the first thing i did when i got my lightning node set up and this was months ago uh, and 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 frankly i haven't touched it since it, it run i think i still have it. yeah i think i still have it running on that on my one pc uh it runs just kind of in the background but i think the first thing i did was sent. i think i sent like one or two satoshis to to your to your uh like tip me or whatever uh on your on your <laughs> site just to that. do it you posted that on twitter yeah <laughs> yeah just to do it i was like i just sent one satoshi for a one satoshi fee and it's like it's crazy i'm i'm holding that I'm yeah holding yeah that that's a, a stack and sats right yep <laughs> it makes the podcast all worth it <laughs> <laughs> so uh we were talking about this before we started recording i think uh your your podcast really like took a took a pretty big step up in the last year since we've had you on last uh you you're i mean it's it's awesome. It's awesome to see. I, I, I agree. Um, I'm super jacked that it seems to be really taking off. Um, it was really surreal at the Bitcoin 2019 conference. I had a number of people come up to me who I've never talked to. I don't know. And they're like, whoa, what's up, guy? I love your podcast. And I was like, mm -hmm. who the fuck are you? You know me? <laughs> you know, like, and uh, the listens have been great. I've had steady growth in this last month. I think, I think I'm going to have again. I think I'm going to break my all-time high. Um, and I don't know. It's been... It's been also, I think, I think another thing is I've seen like two or three people try to copy the idea mm -hmm. of like reading uh, <laughs> for like a podcast, like an audible podcast type thing. I was thinking and about checking that idea from you, to be honest. <laughs> do what? I was thinking about doing that exact thing, but with non-Bitcoin, like other stuff I would want. I was, I was like, yeah. that is a really what? good idea that you do that. It, it seemed like it, it was something that I had wanted for so long. And I was just like, why didn't I just do it? Right. Right. And what's funny, though, is that like I've seen like three or f like, no, I guess it's two, two, two specifically in the Bitcoin space that have tried to copy it. And I guess they just died out. Um, uh, one of them was uh, I, I heard it, heard it, I think. It's something like that. I don't know, but it was it was Bitcoin articles. I guess they only did it like once every two weeks or something. Did you send like them some that. hate mail? Right, right. Did you discourage them along no. the way? No, I actually promoted it. <laughs> no, that was I me, Carl. I was, I was trying was to totally take it. I don't own this idea. It's the most basic idea ever. Like, I'm not going to make a patent on reading other people's stuff. It's like, hoo hoo. What a great guy. Idea. Guy quickly sweeping over his tracks right here. Just, just cover <laughs> yeah, up no, that other. wasn't me. That was uh, Bird, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, you can't do it. What you do just once, two days a week. You have to. You're like a newsletter. You got to do it every day. You know. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's not news if you don't do it every day. Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't know, but people have been people been listening. Yeah, and man, they sure have. And you're gonna have a tailwind too coming in, coming into the next kind of go around here. So that'll be that'll be I awesome. I really hope man. so. I really hope so. It's it's looking up, and my wife and I have been taking it very seriously. Mm. Um, 
Uh, she uh, she's my COO, um, so oh, to speak. Nice. She's the only one that can actually organize and keep things on schedule. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> I am I am much more of a uh, just by, fly by the seat of my pants. If I'm interested in something in front of my computer, maybe I'll record it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yep. that's kind of we. Don't, so, it seems like on this podcast we don't have a, a COO. We, no, no. <laughs> we have, really we need have somebody two, to. We have organize. two retards. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe we have a podcast account on Twitter. That's like already t- um, a lot. <laughs> I can't believe that we both haven't accidentally deleted each other's phone numbers and just lost track of each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> we won't have a show this week because I can't get up with Bird. Yeah, I don't. Does anybody have his number? <laughs> I, I, like a year into podcast, you, you I forget him a letter I a in the mail, and I'm waiting for a response. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, God. Uh, but no, man. That's uh, that's awesome, and it's and for like it is it is a it's a challenge like for anybody that doesn't that it not not that like podcasting is is uh uh you know rocket science or anything like that but just to like stay motivated and to kind of push through the inconveniences and the technology failures and like all the bullshit Mm. to just consistently get episodes out is is uh and bird can probably talk to that more than me because he (laughs) handles all that shit but uh it's a it's a you know it's an accomplishment Dude, it definitely is. I, uh, I, I that's that's kind of what I found is just that the that's always my fallback when I'm not getting something done on like kind of the business side or like contacting people like I should or whatever. I'm just like I, I just kind of fall back to sitting in front of my microphone and recording yep. and getting episodes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been both my savior and my fault, I guess you could say, in the sense that it's not seeing a lot of progress elsewhere, but I'm pumping out content like crazy um, and reading just so, so, so much stuff. Um, I have my, I've been absolutely flooded with articles lately because um, now I'm getting people to like, like my, people are sending me stuff. Right. Like, it's getting, like the community is actually starting to get engaged with Ooh, the show a lot more right. lately. Yeah. That makes the uh, job so much more fun and, and easier, right? Oh, it, both of those things. Yeah. I'm just getting flooded with shit to read. Yeah. And like I'm running, I'm getting to a point where I'm starting to have to skim a lot of the articles, mm. and some of the stuff that I read on the show, I decide five paragraphs in that okay, I'm going to read this. I don't need to read it in full. I just got to sit down and start recording it. So sometime, far more often, more recently than in the past, I even read the article that I'm reading. Like I just know it's going to be good because <sighs> I've hit like a couple of key points in, and I'm like, oh, this is gold, mm. you know. Yeah. So. Uh, it's 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 kind of funny like that. I've just been, I don't know. It's gotten exciting again though. Like there were def- there was definitely a trough where I, I think uh, who was it that I listened to? Somebody like Jason Stapleton talking about like that first six months of like when you're super passionate and you've got all the energy like into your project. Yeah. If it doesn't take off during that first six months, oh yeah, you're the done. vast majority of people just give up after that because right. you kind of lose your steam, and then like then it starts becoming monotonous. And luckily, I think it's more more than anything. I did have that trough. I did have that, um, and I think I dropped to like one or two episodes a week actually during that period. Um, your your low point, we can mark your like bear market low point as like the date that you came on the fag cast. Like that was just like a career <laughs> low. Do I really just giving up? I'll just go on this <laughs> stupid show. Do I, do, I, 
do I really like Bitcoin anymore? <laughs> I, I fucking hate myself. Just questioning but... <laughs> everything because you went on this shithead show. We like send you off. We're like, we're like, guy, we know it sucked for a while, but it's all uphill. It's all up from here. <laughs> this was your bottom. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely went through that trough uh, somewhere around when I joined you guys' shows. Yeah. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think it was really just that, like, Bitcoin never ceases to amaze. There's always something fascinating to read or talk about. So, yeah. uh, and that was always my only reason for starting the show in the p- first place was just sure. that that was what I wasted all of my time doing. Oh, so but yeah. Same if I don't figure out how to make money doing this, I'm yeah. doomed mm. for the rest of my life. I'm just screwed. <laughs> uh, so You've really put it into perspective for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! Yeah, it did. I mean, it, it got a. Wait, when did you start, by the way, guy? I don't even know if I know that. Uh, it was. Oh wait, no. My wife actually just found the um the original start date. It was March. I think it was March thirteenth, fourteenth. Wow, you started. It, you mean and in twenty eighteen? Yes. So oh my you, God, that's like started... literally the to the day probably when we, we when started. we started. Wow. No kidding, really? Yeah, uh, I didn't dude, know that. I think yeah, these we, po- libertarian we like, podcasts move in waves. It, oh my it, god, we're podcast buddies. We are, yeah. because there, there's Podver. now there's a wave of new podcasts again that's coming yeah. up, and I think there's been mm-hmm. one in between when we started and right now. It seems like every once in a while people are like, you know, I have ideas. I'm going to put them on a podcast. and But everyone <laughs> seems to have that at the same time. March 13th yeah. is might be exactly what Carr says to the day when we released an episode. No shit. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to find that out. We're going to yeah, have to find out if get it's researchers, the exact same day. I'll oh, confirm my side. You confirm your okay, side. Okay, we'll Throw figure it out. But then we message. may be podcast twins. Yeah. I'm totally I mean, it was definitely within a week of that. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember that it was March because it was my birthday month. And I uh, uh, turned... 31 and i was just like i've got to do something like I, i've been i had been sitting on the idea of having a bitcoin podcast literally for four years i have like 20 recorded lost episodes of previous shows that i thought about doing uh one with my brother and i and i mean just all kinds of stuff and i had just failed to put it out there and finally broke down just a couple of days after my birthday and i was like okay and I read my first article from Bitcoin Magazine talking into my iPhone, sitting on the bed <laughs> in my room. That's actually and how we did our read it aloud and made an intro and published that wow. the same day. You are That is even creepier because that's how we did our first episode too. March 7th, by the way. March 7th, we, yeah, I looked March it up. March 7th. Yeah. March 7th, that's, that's my birthday. pretty close. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, man, this is getting Wait, weird. Wait, March 7th is... Creepy, guys. Hold on, M- March 7th is your first as well? No, he said it was his birthday. No, that's my oh, that's birthday. your birthday. Whoa. That was the day that I contemplated. I was like, I've got to just do this. Oh, wow. Jesus. That is, you know, that's some MK Ultra type stuff. And I don't know. Isn't it weird? Isn't it's it weird at really this point? Deep. Isn't I'm, it weird at this point that it like feels like I I would feel like at first you, you're like, uh, uh, oh, my God, I get, we got to get a podcast out this week. We got to get a podcast out this week. Like it's it's this it's this change. But mm-hmm. now it, I would feel absolutely naked if we weren't doing it. Yeah. 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 It's just a part of life. Yep. That's that's it really has just become like my my process to 
I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, I always just, I'm just looking for the next thing that I think is important to, to talk about or like cover in the Bitcoin space. And it's just, it's just what I do now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, what a long, strange trip, as they say. Seriously. What, uh, what's going on? Uh, what, last time we, we had, we had you on, uh, I think we branched off into some, into some movie talk into some, oh, yeah. uh, Oh shit! That's right. We talked about like Birdemic and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a uh, what's been going on uh, in in guys' personal life? Anything anything fun? Anything uh, non uh, non non doxing but fun that we can discuss? Uh, mostly that. Like, I think the big thing uh, the, first the house has been taking. Like, we're two years into this house and it's still not finished. Oh, <laughs> that was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> Wait, what's was the to think? I was going to remodel a house. Like oh, we remodeled my started? back bathroom. Oh, my God. oh wait, say again. That's how that started. Is you were gonna? I'm gonna remodel, and then <laughs> yeah, and and start a podcast. <laughs> what a great idea. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah. So I've been. I, I I don't know what it is. Contractors are just garbage. Yep. I think that's what it is. Yep. And we cannot get and. and I don't know. Me and my wife had a big stink about it like a couple of days ago. Like, why the hell can't we get someone out to work on stuff? And like reliably, like people don't return calls. We oh, we go and we have this big meeting for like two hours with somebody and then we never get an estimate. I emailed them like three times. And I genuinely think that there's this gap between handyman and like I want to remodel all of the first floor that just nobody gives a shit about. Yeah. Like if you're just trying to spend, you know, $3,100 or something to like do like a simple remodel or just tile the bathroom or something, nobody wants to do it. Hmm. Nobody wants to do it. So like I've, we've reverted back to my wife and I are trying to finish it um, yep. because we've had so many failures with contracts and uh, contractors and now like we're in the same, like we're both trying to tackle this business together and then trying to tackle this house because the house is close. It's yeah. so close. Yeah. Uh, but, that's, uh, dude, that's that's the thing, man. That's the it, getting contractors. And not only that, but getting contractors in a hot area like where you are and where I am. Uh, yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, you, it's good luck. Good it's luck. Um, and then, uh, but, but. I'm like in the you know, I'm kind of in the same position because I'm I'm trying to update mine uh, uh and, and and the rental side too and it's mm-hmm. like not only not, it's it's con- it's compounded by the fact that I'm like I I don't have I'm not married and I don't have like a roommate so all of these jobs like I was trying to put up a gutter the other day and <laughs> and it's like it's not a difficult job like conceptually at all or, or even physically, but the fact that you don't have another person there, like you're like wielding yeah. around these 10 feet, like sections of like, you know, in, and it's windy here. It's, it's just, it looks a nightmare. I just scrapped it. I was like, fuck this. I, I don't, you, you realize that when you're on a ladder holding one end of a 10 foot section, you're like, yeah. you really just can't do this with one person. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> hell was I thinking? And I am not the type of person that wants to give up like halfway through. So know, it's just, you know, like, just, like a piece shouting. of shit i'm like god i'm worthless <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. man yeah so I'm that sounds like you life. got a a lot on your plate uh to fin- finish that up but once it's finished i'm sure it'll be a, a load off yeah yeah it's gonna be great and w- we love our kitchen that was the first thing we did is we and i actually gave uh 
uh, the wife, the, uh, uh, the, I don't know. What's, what's the word? The, the christening of the smashing of our wall. Uh, when we got in, we had like this shitty little galley kitchen that was right next to this big, amazing living room Mm -hmm. and just completely closed off. There was Mm. this little tiny, like way into the kitchen and, crap cabinet space, crap counter space. And the very first thing we did was I handed her the uh, handed her the sledgehammer and told her to go ahead and ruin this wall. And she poked the first hole in the wall. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then nice. we tore that out. I'll tore nice. the whole thing out. Cool. So, nice. I, I've been thinking about tearing out a few of my walls, but it's mostly uh, in the fleeting moments after an attempted gutter installation. And it, it's not really strategic at all. It's, <laughs> it's just... It's just, just when the stress level gets there yeah. that you like have that motivation. Now you just take out this wall here. It's at eleven thirty at night, the worst <laughs> yeah. possible time. Just but you're like, this is it. I'm taking Shouting. this wall out. <laughs> A couple of forties floating around on the ground. <laughs> A couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what ha- that's what's happening in guys' life. You're trying to uh, turn this big, uh, turn this podcast into something real solid and the wife and I are going full on. Let's finish this stupid house. Otherwise we'll never be able to appreciate it before we get out of here. So you, so not only do you, now you've got a unique podcast, but other people have tried and haven't been able to do what you do. I mean, you're not going to remain a niche forever. At some point people are going to be like, I need this podcast in my life. I think you got a good deal, man. I really do. I hope so. I hope so. I've had, I've been, I have been blown away by the number of people who I I expected my show and kind of centered my show around the idea of explaining, uh, like reading a article about some particular topic or technology and then explaining it to somebody who uh, doesn't, doesn't know much, who's new to the Bitcoin space. And I still try to do that on occasion, but I find myself getting caught up in like reading something about, you know, uh, atomic multipath payments in lightning. And then I go like really deep and get really excited about like the implications of this and then forget to explain what the hell the lightning channel is or, you know, just like the real basic stuff. And I've caught a lot of people like the, the people that I find out listen to it are people who are really big and have been in this space for a long time mm. like the people whose stuff i read oh, man. i find to listen to the show and i'm like well shit like do i do i direct this toward like all the people who are really familiar do i just kind of go back and forth and i've just kind of done like a an amalgamation of one and the other like mm. right now right yeah have you thought about have you thought about going back because i know that, that you have some great uh user friendly uh, or beginner friendly episodes have you ever thought about just having like a I don't know if you do it with a pin tweet, but, but just like uh, uh, having like <clears throat> just if you're new to Bitcoin, go go listen to episode seven, then twenty five, then forty seven. And then then you can resume like, or something like that. That is actually exactly my plan at the moment. I'm uh, launching a new landing page for the website and I'm kind of moving away from. I've already moved away from posting them as individual WordPress posts because it was such a nightmare and I couldn't get it consistent and actually clean looking like, like it would just take so much time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, I actually had, I actually had a listener of the show organize like 270 episodes into categories for damn. Me. Like I just talked about it on the show one day, like that, like I was having this problem, like categorizing all my shit. And then like three days later, he messaged me and was like, by the way, I organized all your shit for you. And I was like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah. And 
So I'm actually going to direct people like to explore just the whole setup to his thing because it just it flows better. Like you just got a whole page to just kind of go through categories. Um, and then for the I'm new to Bitcoin, I've got the first chapter of Mastering Bitcoin in audio now. And so oh. uh, I think I'm going to direct people to that because I'm trying to finish out that entire book mm. in audio. Oh, uh, man. Wow. And then like video accompaniment, essentially. I, I'm, I'm trying to make essentially an online version and or course to go along with Andreas's masterpiece there mm -hmm. um, and uh, direct people to the, for that first chapter is a really good introduction to, you know, what the, what the hell is Bitcoin? Um, and then that plus like a bunch of like five or six of the best introduction uh, episodes that I've done on the show, probably. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's kind of the plan right now. I haven't, I haven't really launched it yet. I've just kind of showed it to a bunch of people and to get their thoughts. Mm. Man. So much more useful than what we do. <laughs> yeah. What, a, what book? Would we, what, what book would we do an audio book of, Car? <laughs> That's God. It brings up an interesting possible conversation about that. Oh man. Or, or I was thinking like you have the kind of podcast guy where you could just easily do what Car just suggested. Go back to episode seven. Go back to episode thirteen. Makes me think. What episodes would we point people to if we had to show oh. people the crash course into what this show is? We we also point them to guys. Episodes, episodes we don't point them back to our own yeah right <laughs> if you're thinking about catching up actually don't just don't, go listen to crypto economy and go listen to like three life. of these podcasts yeah. <laughs> oh how's y'all show been going i haven't kept up with it recently great dude I, it's been better than ever feed, it's it's insane how this show keeps like attracting new people to listen to i don't even know how it, it yeah. i think it hit car a car for me it hit when i was on reddit and we we went uh, where I went on like best libertarian podcast to listen to because I wanted to listen to other podcasts and several people suggested our show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, that's awesome. I don't know any of these names of people who are posting these things. They just decided they liked to show enough without my coercive, you know, <laughs> without me <laughs> coercing I them didn't into pay them anything. <laughs> you're like I mean, looking through your list of sock puppet accounts, and you're like, it's not any of my sock puppets. How could this possibly be the case? It's no, it's so weird. Or, or like that, and like you said, guy, when you find out people that you like listen to your show, and it's like very similar thing happens with us. Where I mean, for me, it's just the average person referencing a joke on our show that I don't I don't even follow this person they don't even follow me and they're just like referencing the road toad and it's like Jesus that is <laughs> that is like we're having an impact and it's yeah, got to yeah. feel like we're an entertainment show but you do an educational service like that's got to feel a different level of of humbling or or something right it's got to well, feel I some would kind say, of way. I would say there's two things there yeah. is one is uh like First, I think there's a huge growth in the liberty movement and, mm -hmm. uh, so. and Bitcoin in general, I think, is That's before we move, a lot of that. Before you move to the next point, I want to put a pin in that and revisit that whenever you're done, because that's something that that we need to talk about. I will yes, it. definitely. But then two, uh, everything that I've read, listened to, heard, like I've been doing a lot of trying to get like my hour a day of like how to have a good podcast um, is that entertainment trumps everything else it's true it, yeah. if you're not being entertaining you're not going to teach anybody shit yep. yeah mm. that's true and uh and that's one thing honestly that i worried about is some of the things that fascinated me were 
really dry pieces. Mm, you know, Mises yeah, yeah. is not an entertaining read. Yeah. So uh, it was always, that was always like a bit of, as I heard that, I would get like kind of nervous. I would be like, shit, is anybody going to, like, am I going to dig myself into a hole where I'm trying to be informative and nobody wants to listen to it because I'm just trying to be informative? So I've been trying to keep that in mind. And that's uh, so why I've been dropping out. I'm not sure if uh, uh, either of y'all have listened to it, but the Bitcoin Time Traveler and 21 Lessons Down the Bitcoin Rabbit Hole were the ones that I most recently kind of like mm. really had some fun to play around with. Mm. And I'm thinking, actually, I have been thinking about this recently. And since you contacted me, I'm thinking of redoing, Car, your article about the uh, 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 Blockade Runner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And actually doing it with like real story. Ooh. Like 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 sound effects. Oh, and dude, like, like really like I really want to get into it because I because I want something like really that like grabs people. Yeah, which is a great if, lesson. If there's one thing and I I'm, can do, it's throw sound effects together on an episode. So let me know, <laughs> and I and we could work on that. I do all the commercials, I, so <laughs> I would be glad to like throw in spaceship sound effects. And you let me know. We could work on that. Yes, our civil civil war blockade runner will definitely need <laughs> a spaceship sound effect. Oh yeah, As it was always meant to be guys dogs As barking be. beer cans that was that was that was the author's true vision that was satoshi's true vision <laughs> <laughs> oh, no that would be that's a really good idea. that's a, dude that's that'd be awesome that would be really really cool to see that come to life yeah and so that's what i've been trying to push more toward is uh particularly if i'm, I'm trying to hit like a topic that i know is going to be a little bit dry but I, like i feel like it's really important I've been trying to figure out what that element is. Like, what's the element of entertainment to yeah. everything lately? Like, how, how do I make it? How do I be like some troll bitches like you guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, hey, maybe we can help you out. Maybe we can help you out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love some tips. I'd love we've some got, tips. We've got more than our show. We've got too much nonsense. We need to actually yeah. offload. This could be good for both of us. We've got too much nonsense. We can, like, kind of offload some of that to you yeah, and then yeah. maybe bring our show down to a reasonable level. Well, okay, maybe, maybe not that maybe we'll last become... one. Maybe not this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm we thinking about a joint podcast on occasion, and maybe what we can do is I'll read, I'll read it, and then like the mystery science theater guys, you can we'll just comment on it, and drop bullshit like yeah. all yeah. the way through the read. What, like what do they call Statler and Waldorf? <laughs> yes, yeah, and the Muppets. Yeah, yeah, and then yes. and then the nodes va validate the transaction. Oh yeah, Yay. yeah, <laughs> boo! Nobody cares. <laughs> Yeah, that's you know, like there, any think, number of possibilities are are, are uh, available in podcasting. I think our pod, I think our next podcast is in the bag, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, let's let's circle back to that though. That are you, you idea. Remember that, what uh, it was? What you remember what it was? I I wrote it down just in case. Sometimes we yeah I did on tangents. <laughs> I do I do. Okay, but let yeah. bird okay. let bird feel important. I try and do something. Listen, I have nothing. To That's add. actually what I had written down. Let bird feel important. So actually, bird, why don't you intro? <laughs> so we were talking about the liberty movement growing and the Bitcoin space around it growing as well. Is that where you want to go with this car campit? Sure, if that's what you had written down. That's what was written down. Yeah, go ahead, Car Camp. But I like you... this idea, Bird. Well, well done. <laughs> Why don't you, you, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you're welcome, guys. I'm, I'm glad I can contribute on this episode. I, I know nothing about the topic of. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it does feel that way again. There is an excitement, and I don't know to what degree it's just crossover excitement from Bitcoin. And as much as, as uh, you know, 
you're you're always you're always trying to like train yourself to like don't focus on the price just focus on the technology and 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 whatever but like it, it has come around and and it's it's there's a lot less uh bad moods on on online so it just makes it a lot more fun in general to be around because people are getting so pissy like in in the winter and yeah. uh and so it's it's tough to decipher exactly how much of it is bitcoin excitement versus how much of it is like maybe a potentially a bigger libertarian crowd excitement, but then there's a lot of crossover in between and there should be a lot of crossover in between. So I don't know. Yeah. I, um, I'm not sure. I think in the, I think in the greater trend, I think it's just the, it's people looking for alternatives, like the, the trust, the, the foundation of the, the status quo is crumbling and people are kind of desperate for anything that gives them a better like you know like when you put your sunglasses on and you're looking at the world from a different perspective you're like holy shit this makes a lot more sense if i if i just kind of shift a little bit to the left and uh that's that's what i think people are seeing is they're just looking for a different way to look at things because the old one is just not paying the dividends anymore like it's everybody is hateful it's so shitty the political atmosphere is disgusting who the fuck wants to be a part of that and over here in bitcoin it's just like it's it's hilarious because i'm just like none of that matters oh my god yeah with bitcoin it just feels so arbitrary who gives a shit who the next president is that is not going to change the world in 20 years Right. He's not going to it's not going to change anything. Who who thinks the deficit deficit is going to be any less? Who thinks we're going to stop all the wars? None of that shit's going to change. Right. Like just want to be like I do. <laughs> yeah, Burge Burge is taking the uh, the contrarian view. I was going to say, don't we have to do that episode where we argue hard topics? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the deficit will be fixed in 20 years, Pol- I believe. Politics it. politics shuffles notes actually does matter. <laughs> <laughs> And I think uh, I think Bitcoin is a huge part of that too because it it forces people it, it gives um what's the what's the term like you know everybody has their like Overton window for mm-hmm. like what reality what can exist kind of thing mm-hmm. and yeah. like everything else outside of that is just crazy extreme. Yeah. Well, Bitcoin is one of those things that is outside of the Overton window and it's like screaming. It's like you can't ignore me. And m- when people like finally look at it, it usually just like opens that window just a crack. Yeah. And they start asking questions like, okay, so normal monetary policy is bad. Like how could this work kind of thing? Like what is money? How could something virtual be money? And it kind of starts down this rabbit hole of just opening that window wider and wider. It was, it was amazing and, to watch the, the Fed chairman, I think it was, explain. Oh my God, I know. How that was like bone chilling like yeah not not to me like i'm like yeah yeah but you could see everyone was like wait what <laughs> you know yeah this oh, the, turn. the the discussions that are being had in the open by government officials now are absolutely fascinating to watch i mean we we've known this is coming right i mean yeah. we, we've known that it's coming but it's just still one of those things that when it happens uh it's kind of like like when i graduated college like i was working towards that the entire time but i like barely graduated <clears throat> and i was skating by through through most of it and like st- when i actually graduated it was still like holy shit this i actually 
this actually happened. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that's this in, yeah, in some right, sense. Like right. we've been we've been moving towards this forever, yep. but still it seems it, like it's arriving. Like it yeah. seems like it's becoming I mean I mean you got the, part Fed of the real chairman talking about it, it's arrived, right? Like it has yeah. arrived mm-hmm. in the mainstream conversation oh, once that's and not starts. only not only are they talking about oh, it, yeah. they're talking about it with fear behind it. Oh yeah. It's it's funny. Mm-hmm. Powell is talking about it like he knows what he's talking about, which is interesting to see. But then you see him explain it to non-economics focused politicians, and they're like, Oh, my job is at threat, you know? Yes. <laughs> my entire history, the reason I went to college, it's under threat, really? Yeah. From this fake thing like they like they don't view it as real money still like right you know that this this virtual thing is going to take down my whole enterprise it's kind of amazing to see because nothing has caused that before like no harmless entity has ever caused such fear in a politician's mind as bitcoin (laughs) is going to start causing fear yeah, I was watching. I was watching the one. I don't remember wh- which one it was. Maybe you remember, guy. But the the, the one where where there was a clip where where the the guy was basically he didn't come out and say it, but he was basically beating around the bush on like how do we stop this thing? And the guy was like, uh, "You kind of can't at this can't. point." You it might have been the representative from. You're talking from, about the congressman uh, is Henry, I believe, maybe uh, or Mick Henry, maybe or something. But he was basically saying that you like we can't kill Bitcoin. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I was on, uh, was it CNBC or something like that? Yeah. Pa- like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Patrick McHenry, there's no capacity to kill Bitcoin. Oh, yes. yeah. There you How, go. There you go. That is it. an even yeah. crazier thing for him to say. There's no capacity to kill Bitcoin. It's more than just you can't kill it. It's we are incapable of even trying. Yeah. <laughs> that, it, that, isn't that amazing that we've, I mean, I, I've been secondary. You guys have been primary in this whole thing. But just to watch it is incredible. How just computer programming is a threat to these people, and they know it, and they're scared. And it's, oh man, I live for it. Hashtag learn to code. Uh, yeah, right. Dude, it's, it's it's crazy because, <clears throat> you know, in Bitcoin, a, a year feels like a decade. Mm. But, uh, but man, it really wasn't that long ago that we were in the, la- the middle of the last bear market. And, I mean, Bitcoin, you, I remember... <clears throat> where I was the first time I overheard somebody actually say Bitcoin in a public space. And I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was in a, a restaurant when I was back home visiting my folks for uh, 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 Thanksgiving of 17. So not even two years ago, you know, whatever it is, 18 months ago. And that was the first time I overheard somebody actually say Bitcoin in a public space <laughs> in a restaurant. Jesus. <laughs> I remember those moments. And your ears I remember up and- <laughs> like, like I've been in Bitcoin for seven years. Yeah. Almost eight. I actually think eight years now. God. And I remember, I mean, it was nothing. Like it was, it was just, it, it was, it was a explicit place that you went to on the internet to hang out with the five other people who knew about it. Like that's right. what it felt like. I mean, obviously there were tens of thousands, if not maybe even a hundred thousand type like people actually in it at that point, it was still actually pretty big because we had passed that first major bubble up to 33. Yeah. Um, but it felt like nothing because you would never run into it in the real world. You'd yeah. never see it on the news. And I remember those first moments where it was like, like I mentioned it to somebody like in like an Uber ride or uh, just out in public or something. And then somebody would be like, Oh yeah, Bitcoin. I've heard of that. And I'd be like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. somebody in real life 
Like, like it, it, I remember the transition from thinking that this was just this thing that I thought was fascinating and had huge potential that nobody was ever going to pay attention to, to something that meant something, you know, in the, in the actual public space, like in real life, people knew of it because it refused to die essentially. And I don't know, it's been we actually talked about this. This was actually the podcast topic uh, last night that we started with. Um, we started a new podcast called the Raleigh Bitcoin Meetup Podcast. We have oh, a meetup. Really? We, yeah, we have a meetup every Monday. Um, and uh, Steve Jeffress is actually kind of heading it off and he's been publishing it. We're on like session six now. But we have like, I don't know, like 12 people that we have. We all sit down with microphones at a table and we just jab about our thoughts on Bitcoin. For the oh, last. that's amazing. That is, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that it's, is awesome. It's great. It's great. We've absolutely had a blast and we've had so many great discussions. But last night's discussion was actually, what does it mean for Bitcoin to be successful? And we had a bunch of different range because that's a subjective measure, right? Sure. Yeah. Like who the hell can say what is successful and what isn't? It's just like what you think is its impact or maybe its purpose. And I think we're getting very close to what my consideration of successful is, is that when the Fed sits down and develops their monetary policy, when they say our options are A, B, and C to you know, go to negative interest rates or lower interest rates or raise interest rates or whatever it is, that they have to go, but if we do this, it will mean this for Bitcoin. Yeah. Is that, is that Bitcoin is a restriction on what they can do, that it makes global influence on monetary policy because it exists and because there's nothing they can do about it. And that's what I think is the, I think it's both the power of Bitcoin and when it is successful, when on a global scale, no one trying to manipulate monetary policy can ignore the fact <clears throat> that Bitcoin exists and it has to be factored into their uh, discussions. That's a good, and I yeah. think we're getting there. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty solid metric. I mean, we are get we're almost there. You're right. We're yeah, we're right right damn the near there. <laughs> right at the uh, edge. The just, fact that they have to defend against it yeah. is justification. I mean, like, is I, just I mean, in the next presidential term, four to five years, it's it's there. They, you yeah. can't ignore it at this anymore. I think it's going to be a topic in the next presidential debate. Yeah, Ooh, I think so too. Okay, like I, I think, think it's think, going I, to matter. Like, in who becomes president. Like in this next round, I think it's, I think they're going to have to talk about what okay. Bitcoin means. I'm willing to take that bet. That sounds like fun. Well, next presidential debate, Bitcoin comes up. I'll give you $5. <laughs> well, well, I think what, what, guy, what you were saying, just this cycle, anytime this cycle. Yes. Yeah. yeah before okay, the next fine. president. Anytime this cycle, Bitcoin comes up, I'll give you $5. <laughs> I'm not going to kick you. $5, no, you got to give him five, five every time. You got to give him five Bitcoins. Five. Okay. No. <laughs> Yeah, I like no. that better. Five. <laughs> the bet, the casual bet for fifty five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you five dollars, cold hard cash. Cold hard cash. Cold I'm going to be cash, watching maybe. those debates like a hog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta record it. Yeah. Every time a new Bitcoin topic comes up, even I'll raise the stakes here. Every time a new Bitcoin topic comes up in Is anything five bucks? related to the presidency, I'll add a dollar on top of the five dollars, cold hard cash. I like so, it. Okay. Cold hard. Fiat cash or a Fiat swift cash. kick in the gonads. <laughs> yeah, that's a guy. I don't know if you know if our, our typical negotiating measures to get new followers is that we offer them, uh, we offer them first, uh, a, I offer them a punch in the dick first, yeah, uh, oh, in yes, you do. for them listening. 
to the show. Yes, and then can. if they turn that down, then I offer them five dollars of cold hard cash. <laughs> and, okay. I, and I do the reverse, except with kicks. That's not a that's yeah. not a bad deal. And it's, yeah, and it's, honestly, it seems, seems reasonable. Honestly, Most people, I will me, say, opt for the cash. It's it's put I me ahead of followers. Your I can see how your listener count is growing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I understand. The method, this method has put me ahead of Car Campit in followers. And I will remind everybody I am, in fact, right at this moment of recording 10 followers ahead of Car Campit, despite yeah. a group of Marines trying to sabotage me, as well as Chris Spangle also <laughs> trying to sabotage me. You guys can't touch me. Um, well, I'm like Bitcoin. You know, you just got to realize that I am a factor. We uh, have no capacity to limit <laughs> <laughs> next time, next Gar, time somebody point, you should just give up. Next yeah, time yeah. somebody tweets at me to unfollow me, I will just respond. You have no capacity to kill me. <laughs> 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 uh, that'll be good. That'll be good. So, do you think? Uh, do you think the the fun part about this though is that? So it seemed super disappointing. Um, you know, after Ron Paul in 08 and 12, it seemed like the, it was so disappointing in 16 to not have that voice there. But this is such an interesting aspect where this election, and I would imagine at a magnified level next election in 2024 uh, and maybe even the midterms, where we're going to have a voice, uh, a strong voice and an energetic voice. And it's not even going to be through a political party. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Although and, it's going to be very interesting to watch all the politicians who start to latch onto it, whether they oh, really, that's true. Whether that's they true. genuinely believe it or not, it's going to be very interesting to see. As you say, if it has to become a common factor in monetary policy, it will eventually fall into general politics, and that's right, going to be right, weird. Right. That's going yeah, to be to see him have to pander to it, even yes, yes. Well, actually, I, yeah, I was going to say because I'm more interested in the people in the politicians who like genuinely believe in it. That's going to that's when we know maybe. We got a voice somewhere in that, whether you care or not. But that oh, be I'm sure. I'm sure that like there is no way in hell that 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 the uh, the representative who was talking to whatever it was, the Fed chairman, where he was telling him that there was no capacity to stop it. Mm-hmm. There is no way that you can firmly believe that to the point where you would go on national TV yes. and risk your political neck like that, and you are not going home and buying Bitcoin. Right. Seriously. Oh, that's you're absolutely correct about that. I get you're right. That makes a lot of sense. That's true. You know, I mean, there's in, going in to be a, sense, there is going to be a groundswell of politicians. Right that are quietly accumulating Bitcoin and and maybe even not even saying anything yet because they're not confident they're not or 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 they're just using it as an insurance policy or, right. or whatever. And they're it doesn't even have to be that many. Position themselves there right now because right. it's not acceptable. Hedge yeah. your bet. Hedge your bet. That's if, such a good if, point. If, you know, is you'll be able to tell who's holding the Bitcoin by even what they portray in the negative. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Like that guy, you're right. He can't say that and then also not buy Bitcoin. No, you you're, would not think. I mean, it wouldn't be logical to, to have that much confidence and then right. and then be like, yeah, I don't need to invest in it, though. Right. You're either, you're either going to accumulate Bitcoin or wage full-scale war against it. And yeah. I don't. that guy clearly isn't trying to wage full-scale war against it. So. Right, right. And that's that's the thing. That's the, that's the interesting thing about Bitcoin, it, it, the all-or-nature uh, thing, like almost property of it. And I think I was on – I went on that uh, – our buddies Biting the Bullet podcast – uh, talking about it last week or the other day, and 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 they actually asked me the same question: what's what's the measure of success? And I I kind of described it as a little bit of a kamikaze mission. There's enough fuel to get there. Mm. There's there's very little room, in my opinion, over the long haul to occupy anything but an all or nothing position. Yeah, it's you either do it or you don't. Right. And yeah, and right. uh, and it, that's really going to push people to the extremes. Uh, you know, along the way. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think really the only, there's a lot of pushback um, and there's a lot of people saying, oh, it's only used for drugs and terrorists and all that nonsense. <laughs> like you yeah, don't buy but, drugs with a $20 bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Um, but uh, I think the only like person in Congress that I know of that like straight out would be like, yeah, let's go to war with Bitcoin and like shoot everybody involved is probably Brad Sherman. Yeah, that guy. Um, and he's Brad just total garbage and he's such an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but what's hilarious is that he has actually given some of the most amazing arguments for Bitcoin. Oh, <laughs> yes. Inadvertently. Out, yeah. inadvertently. Inadvertently. That's what I'm telling you. When you occupy the negative space, it tells you just as much as you need to know. But isn't that interesting, though? Like, the, the people that occupy the negative space most negatively are the ones who understand the true power most positively. It, it is so weird, like, right? It's a weird paradox. It's like a stub... Well, I think it's because they know that even, like, even if they support Bitcoin, they will lose power if they do it yeah, so unless they buy bitcoin right which i yeah you're right that's, that's a weird thing yeah which i, I hope I brad suppose... sherman waits as long as possible to buy bitcoin <laughs> what if brad sherman listens to the crypto economy or that's worse fun. this podcast <laughs> I, will, I will i will gladly accept him and tell him in all the different ways and colors that he is wrong mm. yeah yeah holy shit this guy has a lot of opinions on stuff i just googled him <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he's don't do that. You're gonna you're gonna go down a really you're gonna have a bad day. I'm getting just, sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But that's gonna be a, that's gonna be an interesting uh that's gonna be an interesting like foil to the whole thing going forward is that now there's this there's gonna be this growing elephant in the room and then eventually it won't be an elephant in the room, it'll just be you know, a a, a, a an accepted topic of conversation, and this mm -hmm. is all going to happen over the next probably yeah two to six years i mean i think that's the, or one to six years i mean probably this election cycle guy and i i think would agree on that and if not this election cycle probably the midterms and and definitely the next uh presidential election cycle and people are going to just have to talk about it and if they have to talk about it like you said earlier guy with the overton window that just inherently shifts the overton window for anybody who's listening yeah that's here's that's my thinking <laughs> is the next happening comes in at march yeah, May, right? Wait, 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 wait. What? Oh, hold Excuse on. Yes. Can you explain what that is? Can you can you just Okay. Okay. Um uh there's a uh, in fact I'm probably going to be covering this in the next couple of days on the okay. show. Okay. Um is uh 100 trillion USD uh the plan B uh account uh has kind of pioneered the idea of or at least assessing and like laying out the idea of the stock to flow ratio mm -hmm. as the best measure of Bitcoin's value. Um, and it lines up amazingly well with a bunch of other assets. I Maybe. saw that chart. That was wild. Gold, I'm, I'm silver. Already, I'm already lost. So I hope when you do this episode, I, you <laughs> break it I'll down get, simple I'll, for me. I'll get there. I am going to explain. Uh -huh. The stock to flow ratio is the, uh, is the comparison between how much the stock, how much actually exists now mm. versus how much we're pulling in to increase that stock. Like how much gold mining is there being made oh. in order to increase the amount of gold that exists? Oh, and Bitcoin and also would be then the mining rather than the protocol you're talking about then? Yep. Okay. Exactly. Mining in the protocol is what issues the new Bitcoin. Right. Okay. And the happening, Satoshi, from the very beginning, there has been a schedule, a very strict and completely unavoidable mm. uh, 
schedule to the issuance of new Bitcoin. And we've issued, we're somewhere around like 18 Bitcoin, 18 million Bitcoin in existence right now. And, and if I'm not mistaken, it's 21 total. Yep. 21 million will be the Ooh, absolute cap. We're getting there. We're getting there. And what happens is that uh, every four years, mm. the the amount being issued gets cut in half. <gasps> so like every, uh, like a block comes every 10 minutes and think of a block as just like a ledger in this giant book of exchange of uh, transactions sure. um, of who owns Bitcoin. And uh, they come on average every 10 minutes. Okay. And after roughly four years, it's 210,000 blocks. Hmm. The amount, every single time somebody finds a page, a new page in this ledger, um, they get to issue 50 new Bitcoin. Mm. And then at 210,000 blocks, they got to issue 25 or they get rejected from the network. This is, this is the issuance for how you create Bitcoin. And this is how it's always been. It's how it's always been. Okay. All right. We are now down to 12.5. And in less than, uh, it's like 312-ish days or something like that. I can't remember. I haven't checked it in a couple of weeks. I think it's May 3rd, right? I think it's the estimate. Somewhere around there right now. Um, and of course, it's just an estimate. It might fluctuate yeah. a couple of days. Um, but at that point, it will drop to 6.25 oh, Bitcoin every 10 minutes. And the stock-to-flow ratio in that period, as shift. the amount of Bitcoin in existence has you know, remains at like 18 and moving on to 19 million. Sure it will start to compare it's dangerously close right at the happening to gold's stock to flow oh, ratio is that just a coincidence or was it designed to be that way it's designed to always get to that point at some oh, point oh man um, that is frightening but also really interesting well hold on bird you were you saying is it a coincidence that it matches gold in this particular happening that's what i was at. yeah yeah i think i mean i think so like it was going to probably line up on oh, one of but, the and so that's like, why it's yeah. interesting because now we'll finally be able to see the comparison between the values is what exactly. you're saying. Like almost and precisely. Yes, yes. Ooh. And the reason the stock to flow ratio is being like so much attention has been brought to it is because the model fits Bitcoin to 95% of its move so far. Hmm. Yeah. Its crazy. entire lifespan. And when that is literally unheard of um, in, in the terms of something that is not like, like gold, the, mm. the only ones that fit it are typically monetary instruments, like, like those other assets. Um, so 95% for something that is as volatile and is constantly fluctuating, right. you know, when it zooms way past it and then comes back down, sure. it's constantly being pulled back to uh, that property. So, so like Bit Bitcoin fluctuates on the daily all the time, but like overall it is going exactly where expected is what you're trying to say. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, it's being pushed man, or cool. pulled back to that stock to flow. I got to read um, books on model. this shit. <laughs> I really got to read <laughs> books on this shit. <sighs> but uh, it's basically, um, so if that turns out to be a model that continues to work in the future, sure. Um, and like like it has with gold, we're looking at you know eight trillion, ten trillion in the next four to six years, and um, that next happening is coming in May, and that's when it's going to match uh, or get very very close to gold, and then in four years from then, Bitcoin will officially be the hardest monetary asset that's ever existed. Hardest in what sense? I guess that's the last thing I need to scarcest. 
Oh, scarce. Oh, the most okay. sound money. The so, money that is whose supply is manipulated less than least. any other asset we have ever oh, used as a money in history. Man. So okay. So two questions. One is quick, and one is probably one that people scream at one another about. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first one. So just so I can get this right, the pr- the 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 releasing of new bitcoins when it hits that point is going to be almost the same as the amount of gold taken out of the earth. Is is the comparison? Right. Yeah. Okay. Gold that was the simple one. Yes. The harder one is: Does that constant shrink in amount of bitcoins given out or, or value of bitcoins given out? Does that de-incentivize mining i mean it would naturally right to some degree but when you look at like price increases of you know 10x 20x and then you just have a cut in half of your mining reward uh it's never been a problem in the past well and Um, the other thing bird is that mining is also tied to transaction fees and so in 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 effect over the long term miners aren't really over the long term that is they're not really supposed to be profiting off of the block subsidy that's supposed to go away and then they will be incentivized only by the the transaction fees yes somewhere around like between like 2028 and 2030 is kind of when we expect the transition to happen where fees with bitcoin transactions will be the dominant payer like the dominant reward that miners get Mm. um and the block subsidy will just continue to have until 2140 when it will be like 1.3 satoshi and then you can't cut it any further oh is that um, it there is so there's actual final final point for the mining and the there is a point it. yeah hmm. and 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 it's asymptotic so technically there's not going to be 21 million bitcoins it's actually like a few satoshis less yeah it's like 20 million nine hundred ninety nine thousand blah 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 right so know? that yeah. they can't continue to cut it ad infinite yeah basically mm-hmm. okay god that's really fascinating. <laughs> that's, yeah, really, yeah. that's really dude, it's crazy. cool, dude. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's so a, that's in March? It's a fascinating system. Yeah, so the next like May, the next May, 12 May, years May, or so, March. The, the next 12 years or so are going to be buck wild. Yeah. So do you yeah. suspect that, um, I suppose, it's going to only get crazier? Car, you just implied it's only going to get crazier. And then is it only going to get crazier because of that protocol or do you think that more people are going to be interested and so that's why it's going to occur or both i guess you could probably assume both like well i think it's a feedback yeah yeah i mean no yeah absolutely it the 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 protocol is going to advance and more people are going to become interested and then Uh those people are going to start contributing to the protocol protocol. and 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 other things that are tied to the protocol and then and and back and forth and back and forth i mean like the internet yeah, yeah, right, yeah. like the internet. Yeah, it's a loop. Like, people adopt the internet because of some new thing that they figure out they can do with it or some new service that they can use, uh, and then it becomes more valuable and it becomes a better network. Like, it's just the general network effect. Okay. A network is value to, you know, the square of its users. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, like, Facebook is a great idea, but if there's nobody on Facebook, what's it worth? Right, right, like right. Like, nothing, really. It's not a social network if it's, there's no social aspect of sure. it. Sure, um, it's, it's not fulfilling the function it was created for. It's just a painting, right? It's just kind yeah. of sitting there. Right. Yeah, and in that same way, like, and that's one of the crazy things about Bitcoin is that it has so many elements to its feedback loop mm. because there's securing the network, which gets paid in a reward, which, you know, goes up in value as more people, like, get in it, but then the more people who are trying to achieve, like trying to get that reward out of it, who are mining Bitcoin means the more secure Bitcoin is, which Mm -hmm. means the more, the the less people can 
ignore it because like suddenly look at all this computing power that could secure a transaction for me and uh, could make sure that my transaction goes through and yeah. then they get on and they see more value in it and then the price goes up and God. then more people want to mine more people want to get and build services for it like it, it's this huge so many network effects uh working to make to make the thing because as it grows it gets more secure that's what's crazy you think about like how many how many things out there truly right do we have where the bigger it gets the more people we put on it the stronger it is hmm. like when we're talking about like a server or something like your servers go down down when you yeah. put a hundred thousand users on it sure, randomly sure, sure. imagine one that the server is more robust and can handle more people pulling information from it the more people get involved I was gonna. I was thinking about that before. It's like the internet and society. Like those are the the more people interacting in it is the only way it benefits. Like it's mm -hmm. it, the only things I can think of are like cultural and social things, which Bitcoin is very much going to become a part of the culture. So mm -hmm. uh, it's just gonna fall in and synchronize really nicely once that happens. That is crazy. That is awesome. It's gonna be a wild ride, man. I think in the so, next eight uh, years. Let me get it over under then. Uh, over under on um, the first on time. the wild ride. I was no. I, well, I guess you could consider this part of it. Over under on um, Bill's got to go through the House first, and then they go to the Senate. Over under on the year uh, the Senate considers a bill to just outright attempt to ban Bitcoin. I'm gonna go 2026. What do you think? Over under. <laughs> uh. I think by the time if if they don't do anything until 2026, I, was, I, think I already it's too late to yeah. I was I was about to say, Car, I already agree with that statement, but like yeah. I, I wonder. I, I do. Wonder. I think if you're gonna see anything, and I I just don't. I think they're gonna try to close the ends of the. Uh, they're gonna try and 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 really crack down on the fiat on ramps and off ramps. Yeah. At first, and I think that's gonna be their first move. And I think that eventually they're just gonna realize it's a it's it's I was just. Gonna say. Yeah. You know, water through the fingers. I, I would, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked to see something real soon. I real mean, soon. I wouldn't be okay. shocked to see them try to push something through in the next year. Oh, hard under. Okay, all right. I'm I don't think government moves right that fast. Yeah, you're taking the right Do what? Did you I, say you're right on board, guy? I'm, I'm, I'm with board. I'm, I'm with board. I'm on board with a car with that Ooh. assessment. That if it doesn't happen in the next year and a half. Yeah, year and a half. They year. will not be able to do it. Oh, I don't think um, they, they'll be able to do it in the next year and a half. I was just wondering, like, at what point the Senate decides yeah, to pick I think, up and I say, think oh, we're going to do something. Out. <laughs> yeah, because at some point you lose so much political capital by attempting. And I think after <sighs> I think after about a year and a half, I don't know. It's tough to say because, you, you know, point. they're going to spin up a bunch of these narratives and there's going to be able they're going, you know, there's going to be boneheads that send their Bitcoins to a, a, a an invalid address and burn them. And they're going to be able to, you know, they're going to parade them out on the news and like all of this. I'm sure they can probably get I don't know. It's it's it's, it's tough to say, but I think I, I, I think I'm with Guy. I, I, it sounds like we're, we're kind of on the same page of next year year and a half maybe mm. two years if they don't if they don't try and push something big through but at that point i don't think and i and i obviously i don't think it will be effective ultimately but no yeah that's the window that's the political window yeah it's yeah. kind of like you're right because it's okay 1985 to 1990 you could have made an argument oh 
this internet thing, we should probably get right. rid of it, right? But 2000, <laughs> 2019, try and get rid of the internet, not happening. Right. Uh-huh. So you're absolutely yeah. right. There will be a time when the the social value of Bitcoin outweighs right. the social value to remove it from society. Yeah. Which actually, oh my god, my, to be my son, honest, my, my son mows lawns and, and gets paid in, in lightning. I, right. I, you know, I, I use micropayments to go yep. access uh, data that I need, or right. you know, and and a million other. Because here's the thing with with Bitcoin is it takes nothing to onboard yourself. Right. You everybody is already everybody at least in this country, which would be the only relevant people when you're talking about a political movement through the House and Senate. Yes. Everybody has a fucking computer. Everybody has a phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so it literally takes nothing, nothing to onboard yourself. You download a wallet, write down some seed words, and you don't even really have to do with that with some wallets that are custodial. I don't recommend them, obviously. But I'm just saying just to onboard yourself into the to, to the ecosystem, it takes nothing. It's not like when the internet came around, you're like, oh, my God, I got to go buy a computer and like fucking figure out the command line and like What's all a this. router? What yeah, do you mean, right. Wi-Fi? <laughs> Everything is already taken care of. And you can basically, as long as you can just get somebody to walk, take 45 seconds to walk you through the fact that like, hey, when you, what you know, when you send a payment, you got to wait for it to confirm a little bit. But then again, with Lightning, that's not even, that's not even the case. So it's, mm. you know, with, with user interface improvements, there man the amount of people that are going to onboard themselves in the blink of an eye oh, yeah. relatively speaking oh, is yeah. going to be crazy it's going to be like yeah. venmo and cash app yeah just exactly enter, just it's going to be like uber just, yeah right just enter your credit card number in and you you're in that's it dude i was i, I was living in in dc in 2000 like what 2010 or 11 or and 12 i left in 2012 and uh i mean we were still taking cabs when i was living there yeah. and then I don't even really remember when the switch happened, but uh, I I don't know that I ever took a cab when I lived in Denver. Like isn't, it must have happened. Isn't that crazy? But it happened overnight. You remember having to call the cab the day before, and like, you just had to know <laughs> when you were gonna leave for dinner. Yeah. And now you don't need to know five minutes before you want to go it's somewhere. Just, it's it's just a blink of an eye. And if you talk Holy about hailing crap. a cab outside of New, I mean, maybe in New York, I don't, I don't know. No, York, even like, here they'd be like, just call an Uber. Why would you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, if you talk about hailing a cab anywhere, yeah, like right. if you were just hanging out in Denver and be like, well, I got to walk out to the curb and hail a cab, people would be like, what, what? are you talking just about, you madman? And the, and the and the best part is with Ubers, like they tried to do here, they'll just try and take them off the road. You can't do that this time. You can't right. do that with this. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Yep. And uh, it's funny. I remember actually, I went to New York for some sort of. I'm sorry, by the way. What was it? Wait, what? <laughs> apologizing for his home city. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie K. Um, Maddie K. is in uh, New York right now uh, during 103 degree, 98 percent humidity ooh, weather. No, that'll that, like placate the masses. And, yeah, and, and then and, uh, and then like, Carolina, well, guy, no- guy, you probably experienced it yesterday, and in, in uh, there were like videos of it in Williamsburg, but even like where I live at, there's like two feet of rain on the ground. So <laughs> shout out to Maddie K. That just reminds me. Yeah, New York. Kind of sucks. That's nasty. It's terrible, dude. It's it's terrible. But yeah, yeah. But I went to uh, New, New York, York for a job interview. Actually, they flew me out to New York, and I uh, I remember being so excited. I was like, Oh my god, Uber is here because it was just at the beginning, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you can only really get it in big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I used it like while I was there, and I was just like, This is just the coolest thing. And then I remember it was like a week or two later. I was telling somebody about Uber, and I was like, You know, 
I wonder if they have it around here. And at the time I was more towards the East coast in a smaller town. And I looked it up one night and sure enough, mm. there was Uber available in my area. Sure. And that was it. I have not taken a cab since. Yeah. It's amazing. And it was, it was like a, it was like a switch. Mm. Yeah. And it, so imagine nowhere to everywhere. Imagine, imagine something that's even easier to onboard people. It, and yeah. it is, it and, is. You don't even have to wait as long as you do for no. an Uber. You don't have to look at any, like eventually you won't even have to look at anything. You'll just yeah. be able to do it. Because the infrastructure build out has already happened. And right. now, now it's just c- kind of putting a little bit of a finer point on the user interface stuff. Uh, and, and then as soon as it hits that critical mass in, you know, whatever society, like, you know, if there's cultural references to it, if you're, if n- nobody, you know, ever uses PayPal anymore and they're just like, dude, just download a lightning wallet. Uh, it's just going to be, it's going to be a blink of an eye. It's going to be speaking. It's going to be crazy too because there's uh, actually just learned of a service like yesterday or the day before called bitflash.club and it's the beginning of something that I think is going to be a huge part because obviously the Bitcoin has uh, Bitcoin network has limited block space, right? So there's a very limited number of transactions you can actually do on the core of Bitcoin and that limits how many channels on Lightning you can open up at any one time. But uh, bitflash.club is a great example of something that I think is going to be extremely widespread is that uh, wallets and services essentially talk to each other. And there's another technology coming uh, soon. It's in, there's a BIP for it. There's like an official proposal for it to be implemented into the Bitcoin uh, network called Schnorr Signatures. Don't laugh at the name, uh, but it's absolutely amazing. It's the ability to aggregate signatures into one so like normally the amount of space you're taking up to move from you know a thousand addresses of people to a thousand addresses of new people you can actually aggregate all of these into a single transaction and instead of a thousand different signatures you sign it once with a joint signature of the whole group and you're saving enormous amounts of space and you can actually open hundreds or thousands of channels all at once. So you can onboard people at a huge, huge rate that what has not been possible in the past. And I think how we actually utilize the resource of the Bitcoin network, like the actual data in the chain um, is going to change. It's already changing in a big way. Um, and I think, I think it's going to change more and more in the next couple of years. And we're going to figure out how to we're going to compress so much ownership and so much data into the tiniest packet possible to shove it into Bitcoin. It's going to be incredible. Um, and at, at what was it? Uh, who was it? Was it Rusty Russell or Alex? I think it was Alex Bosworth, but he was talking about uh, that in combination with um, something called channel factories, which is multi-party channels. So we won't get into it. But so you, I was going to say, you're, I, you're bridging back into topics I don't understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm going a little bit too deep, but basically ah. he was saying we can onboard uh, millions of users like in a week. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, it was, it's it's, it's going to get nuts. Like when we start putting all the pieces, because right now all of these technologies are separate. All these technologies are, here's us testing out Schnorr signatures. Here's us testing out loop in. Here's us testing out 
uh, a loop out or submarine swaps or like, like, like there's, there's all these little technologies all over the place and they're being used separately. But when we have, when we have the development and the software, they're utilizing all of them at once right. to aggregate all of this and to talk to other people making transactions and to trustlessly pool these things together. Uh, it's going to be the, the, the experience and the actual operation of this network is going to look almost nothing like what we've been used to up to this point. It's going to be crazy. Mm. Man. Um, wild. I, yeah. Wild. Like, it is completely wild. Guy, when are you, when are you going to do your, um, uh, <laughs> getting back into Bitcoin for idiots? <laughs> that I, I think I need <laughs> that. Um, Bitcoin for bird. Yes. Bitcoin for bird. Please. Oh, oh man. I was going to say, please name uh, it that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping I have been kind of because because I've gone back and forth. I almost released it like two weeks ago, and then got a quite a bit of feedback that I was like, okay, I really need to, I really need to take this seriously. And I was like, all right, let me let me pull it back a little bit. Um, so I'm I'm making quite a few changes, and like I said, I've been bad about getting anything other than my regular content done lately. Right. Um, but uh, I'm hoping within the next week or two, uh, that it's ready to go mm. um, and actually publish. I'll send you a link. Yes, please. <laughs> so that you can dive in when I have it ready. I got one more question kind of for the audience. Uh, Car, you have any questions or? No, no, I, I, I'm just, I was just stoked to get guy back on just to yeah. chat and, and see, get the, get the update. We, the, this is our, the, the second annual uh, crypto yeah. economy update. Yeah. We'll have him on next year. We'll I see. like it. <laughs> we'll see you again soon guy. Dun, dun, dun. No. <laughs> so, okay. So my question is we have on this podcast, a lot of new listeners and a lot of young listeners. Um, I had a few people talking to me the other day, different people over time, young people listening to the show, 17, 18, 19, people who like have part-time jobs and, you know, probably Bitcoin is not the first thing on their mind. Um, <laughs> and so there's a lot of new people still who listen to this podcast who I want them to start getting into Bitcoin because it's good for the space and it's good for liberty and it's good for all of that. Where would you recommend uh, the newest of newest of newbies go in order to acquire their first Satoshis? Oh, to acquire their first, like, buy their first That Bitcoin? seems to be, because as Carr says, I wouldn't recommend custodial services. What would you recommend? I actually would recommend a custodial service right now. To start um, off? Be, do what? To start off in the Bitcoin space or off. just generally? To start off. Okay, okay. Now, you can, um, you can easily withdraw from this to, like, you know, your average wallet and stuff, but the Cash App. Cash App. Like just Wait. lets you switch right over, buy Bitcoin, what, uh, and just hold it in in the Cash App. Wait, and that's that's why when they started doing that, I demand that all of my friends pay me back always in the Cash App. Wait, Cash and App, the the Jack Dorsey, th like the the app, the con yep. the what? Yep, they've been you've been able to buy Bitcoin for like a year and some change. Are like you what? Almost. Okay, I didn't know, I did not know that at all. Wow. Yep. Hmm. Um, it's really easy, um, and they actually just instituted withdrawals so that um, uh, because they had to make sure they had all their cold storage, all their back end security, Man. like really, really robust. Hmm. Um, they would obviously have a nightmare on their hands if they ever had to deal with a hack. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, and they also open sourced their uh, 
their cold storage policy, I actually read that one on the show. They open sourced it and wrote a blog post about how they do their security on the back end. Huh. And I would say if there's anybody to trust with it so far, they have a hell of a setup. Okay. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. If you're brand new, Cash App or some sort of custodial service. If you're brand new. If you're brand yeah. new. And then eventually, I guess we'll point them over to your podcast and to several books where they can learn how to open up their own nodes and mine yeah. and all that good stuff. But that is... That is, that is and, 201. I'm still in 101. <laughs> yeah. And I would also say, um, and in fact, this is something that uh, really kind of today's show is a lot about, is about the, the dichotomy between the Austrian school of economics and the Keynesian school. And the mm. idea, we have this default idea that spending is good for the economy, and we've demonized savings. And there's, there's this very clear... Like savings are actually the only way to, it's how you save resources for the future. Like it's, it's how you actually build a better future than one today. We are wasting resources by incentivizing spending. And it's important to realize that there's actually a crap money, like a bad fiat money versus like a hard or sound money, one mm. that's secure and is hard to counterfeit or cheat or manipulate is really a savings technology more than anything else. It means that if you put money in it over a long time span, you are very unlikely to lose any value. Absolutely. In fact, you are likely to gain it. And I think that's one of the big things that people, when they buy a little bit of Bitcoin, they kind of forget about it. And then they come back to like their cash app or something. Like for instance, about four or five months ago, I bought like, uh, somebody paid me back for like a, I think it was a concert ticket. And so I had like $55 in there. And I bought Bitcoin and then just kind of forgot about it because that's what I do. I just hold it as long as I can. Mm. And then you go check the other day and during a dip after the price run, I've got $202 in it. Yeah. And mm. for somebody who is first in it, like savings is a terrible investment right now. If you're saving in dollars, you don't get paid any interest. There is no way to make money off of it. Like savings is just... It's been, it's so worthless. Like as a thing, it's easier to just go into debt. And the incredible imbalances that we have from that, Bitcoin is completely turning that on its head because it's kind of the escape valve for all of that crap monetary policy. Right. Yeah. And it makes people go like, you know, obviously savings is not a bad thing. I'm clearly better off if I have $5,000 in savings, then if I am $1,000 in debt and if a tire blows out, I'm screwed for the next six months because I got to catch up. Right. You know, like that is not a good situation for me. How could it possibly be a good situation for the society as a whole? Um, and it, it makes people, it makes people stop and ask. Right. Um, and I think that is one of the most powerful things about it is just that it doesn't, it loses value for like a week and then fires right back up. Like that's just kind of its process. Yeah, that scares a lot of people too when it, when they first get into it. I remember early on, I was terrified. One day, I put like hundred dollars. I was like, oh, now it's down to twelve. It's you know that is a yeah, during those hype bubbles. That's that's the big problem is that people don't notice it until it's so overhyped and overblown that mm -hmm. we're crazy overdue for a correction. Right. You know, it's gone up a thousand, two thousand percent in a period of six months. Right. And then everybody's hearing about it. Right. Um, right. Right. Hm. But yeah, it's a, 
it, it's still uh, it's definitely a powerful thing um, gotcha. to see your money grow in value there. Oh yeah. Hmm. Well, there you go. The Bitcoin podcast. <laughs> yeah. Car, how you well, feeling about that one? You got to swing back by in uh, in uh, July of 2020 for for the next one for episode three. I'll be here. <laughs> and by then, Bitcoin yeah. will either be two dollars or two hundred million dollars. <laughs> Dude, who knows? who knows? Well, we we should do. We should potentially increase the frequency of the show, particularly with the. Uh, I mean, it'll just be fun to track a lot of the political reactions, though yes. we don't truly care hey, about hey. them, like in in any in any important sense. It is still fun as shit. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah that yeah. when see that's where the bridge comes for me. I love right. watching politicians squirm. Oh yeah. man, that that I can't I can't get it out of my head. His face when he's explaining it. It's he's oh yeah, mouth was wide open. It's very refreshing. <laughs> he was terrified. Very refreshing. It's, it's, it's yeah, it man. It's great mints. to be able to terrorize politicians. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, everybody, go uh, check out the Crypto Economy podcast, guy. You want to take away any other other plugs and stuff like that? Uh, just Crypto Economy podcast. Come check it out. I'm Guy Swan, and uh, uh, my my new tagline here is that I am the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else. You know, that's probably yeah, I've been true. hearing and that on the probably show. <laughs> it's funny. I, it was it was kind of like a joke, but I've been thinking about it recently. I was like, it's probably fucking true. It you might be true, dude. <laughs> you are definitely <laughs> like, the person who has read out loud the most things. <laughs> yeah. I have. I've got a real proof of work there. You yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. I say. I say you can make that claim, and anybody else who wants to make the claim has to provide substantial evidence that you i would did. love to be challenged on yeah. that yeah that would, that would be fascinating even if i lost totally fine i would yeah. just love to be challenged and uh i speak just speaking of bitcoin uh and and beginners i just went on uh the biting the bullet podcast which is friends of ours they yeah. run a, a an awesome show they're uh, marine vets um and uh did an episode with them on bitcoin that's that was really like beginner and entry level so anybody who's who's uh interested in that i think it was episode 11 or something like that but you can read the description and easily find it uh and i have got have i have got one uh very exciting thing for our listeners which jake of oh. tasting anarchy reminded me about you may recall okay. um so i'm gonna read his exact instructions here so i don't i don't misquote him anything like that this will be a fun oh i thing. think i know what you're gonna tell, yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about and i totally I, forgot about it that's why he texted you because he knew i would <laughs> i wrote it down in my episode notes just, just to be write sure. stuff down just yeah. to be sure okay here we go <clears throat> let me just make sure that i get everything right that i that i know i'm supposed to say okay so we still have got some childerberg one beer koozies left over okay here's the <sighs> deal listeners and this goes for anybody. Friends Against Government podcast at, well, let me get it right. Friends Against Government at gmail.com. I'll put it in the description as well. Once you go and either on iTunes, iTunes would be preferable, but anywhere you can leave a review, we need a five-star review. And we need you to give us just lambast us in in the in the comments. Just these guys suck; they're terrible. But give us the five stars because that's what really matters. <laughs> Leave that review, take a picture of it, and email us to friendsagainstgovernment at gmail.com for proof of it. And you'll receive until they run out. So you know, just stock is limited. Uh, post that review. Send us the picture of it. And you'll get a beer koozie. You will probably need to surrender right your address to somebody, obviously. Uh, we will have more for you on that. But 
For now, get your pictures together, email them into the podcast. I will be watching and making sure everybody who uh, emails it to me gets proper credit. Uh, Find some way as well to link uh, us to where you're at, maybe on Twitter, however you want to do it, and that's cool. But we need that five stars and a terrible review, and maybe you'll get a beer koozie. Who knows? All right, I need to figure out how to do this on desktop because <laughs> you I've could got, yeah, however, well, I've I guess got you insider could, trading here is this is not public yet. No, oh, yeah, that's yet. true. You're guaranteed a koozie. You are guaranteed a koozie as long as you leave that review. You could probably print screen a picture of it and send it over. Or we could probably just send you a koozie anyway. Koozie. Wait, is Childerberg happening next year? Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Are you, you thinking about coming down? I'm thinking about coming down. Oh, dude. yeah. Come down, dude. Everybody's coming down. Childerberg 2 is going to probably... I mean, Childerberg 2 has to be twice as big as last year. People are talking <laughs> yeah, about mathematically, it. Mathematically, that seems reasonable. It, it, it seems like it. It seems like it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I put it in my calculator. That's the only way. That's the only number that I can get. Childerberg 2 is going to be twice as big as Childerberg 1. Right. So, here's Jake's message. I told Carr, but he might forget. <laughs> <laughs> offer your listeners Childerberg one koozies if they post a review on their podcatcher for Fagcast and email or DM a screenshot. Do not DM it to me. I do not want DMs uh, proving that you did this. Send the email, please. I'm not going to look through my DMs. Hey, look, I gave a review. Thank you. Uh, that's going to give me that's going to give me like a heart attack if I have to look in several different places. So, so send it in, friends against government at Gmail. I'm there. Cool. All right. Well, if that's all we got, uh, until next week, guys, keep two hands on the wheel. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs>